Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Okay, well, welcome everyone tonight to the ACB membership focused call. And tonight, we're going to talk about a topic that should be of interest to all of us, and that's how can we include everyone? How can we make people comfortable with coming to our meetings, participating, and getting more involved? And I've asked um, some different speakers to come and talk about some of their ideas on how to make their particular um, group of members feel comfortable in coming to a meeting and actually volunteering to be involved, etc. And the first one on our speaker list is Gabriel Lopez Cafati uh, from BPI. And then I'll go ahead and mention all the speakers so that way um, they know what uh, order I have them coming. And I'm a- I've asked each one to speak about 10 minutes to give us a little bit of feedback. And then when they're done, I'll ask them for one final comment, and then we'll let the audience ask questions or make comments. Jeff Tom is the second one from the um, American Association of, or the, with uh, vision loss, um, um, seniors with vision loss. And then Ace uh, Minha is here with the ACB students. And then we have Linda Perel with the ACB Women. And then uh, we have a couple of next-gen folks who are joining us, um, uh, Stephen Salas and... Greg Lindbergh. And Greg Lindbergh, right. <laughs> I had to find it on my list. And I uh, appreciate you guys coming forward to be on the call. And we'll go ahead and let Gabriel speak first. Thanks, Artis, and thanks, everyone. Thanks for putting me on first. Just put me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) No no cheating, no copying from others. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, this is the thank you, Artis, for putting this together. Um, Definitely is is, is a... It's, uh, like you said, a very, very uh, topic. It's a topic that should be of uh, much interest for all of us. We want to retain our members and not only retain them, but keep them engaged and motivated. Um, definitely inclusion is, is is the big word here. And, uh, you know, um, BPI is, is known for its diversity, um, although we are primarily... Um, the LGBTQ affiliate of ACB, we uh, welcome everyone. We always, the first thing we say before you come in uh, to a BPI event or to be part of your membership, of our membership is come as you are. So there's no expectation in terms of um, do I have to fit into the mold? Do I have to uh, be a certain way or not be a certain way? Um, we, uh, obviously we, we do have a vision and a mission, uh, you know, otherwise we would all just be, there wouldn't, wouldn't be, we wouldn't be called special interest affiliates, but, um, the mission and vision shouldn't be exclusive, shouldn't be excluding of, uh, anyone. Uh, you know, our, our mission and vision is what we're working for. And, um, those people who identify with the mission and vision of your organization, um, will come and you will naturally attract them 
So uh, that's the first thing, to be welcoming and to uh, send that message out that we, we, we're not looking for, you know, for specific mold or we, we're not asking you to check certain boxes. As long as you are part of uh, the community, as long as you're, in, you know, you're respectful of, of, of all differences, you embrace all differences and you're ready to be a part of your organization, whether it be uh, to work or whether it be to just be uh, part of the membership or whether it be just to just because they enjoy your newsletter or because they want to uh, be a part of the uh, information system that you have, whatever it is, just, you know, attract membership according to whatever their interest is. So basically what we're talking about here is meet the potential members or your members where they are. Don't try to push them where you want them to be, because obviously we would love to have all of our members working equally and all of our jobs distributed equally. But, you know, that's that's not going to happen. Uh, everyone has a different history, different life and uh, different commitments and different different levels of, of enthusiasm for the organization. As long as they express the minimal amount of interest, that's, that's all they need. Um, and then once you have members into your organization, you, you can definitely find ways to keep them motivated, engaged. Uh, we at BPI try to always keep a, a good and healthy balance in between um, work and fun and always learning and educating. Um, we always, like I said at the beginning, we're always welcoming. And uh, we, what, what we do as well is we, we practice a little bit. We don't call it mentoring, but we usually, when there's a new member and we, we, you know, we see talent in that new person, we try to match them up with a specific activity. For example, if we know that um, someone who joined us is a lawyer. Well, we invite them to join one of our bylaws, our bylaws committee meeting. If we know that there's someone who loves uh, promotion and marketing, well, we invite them to one of our PR committee meetings. We definitely uh, keep open uh, board meetings for anyone to join, and uh, then we archive them in our websites so people. Uh, who want to check us out before they join us, they can do that. That's another uh, good thing to do is keep your website. It doesn't have to be a fancy website. You know, it's a, a good way to have um, uh, your website at least updated with the latest things that you've been doing, posting resources, uh, making sure that it's fresh and that it's always showing <clears throat> the current status of your organization, not something that happened. You know, don't have your website showing, uh, you know, convention in... Minneapolis in 2016. <laughs> um, just uh, things that, because many, believe it or not, um, I've had, um, I'm the contact person on BPI's website, and I've had many people call me, and many people uh, tell me, um, well, I'm going to check your website out, and then uh, I'll decide if I'll join on or not. And that is a huge, huge, uh, it, it can make or break uh, a member joining us. Um, and and I've had uh, people in the past uh, telling me, uh, depending on what I see on your website, they've they've been very straightforward in telling me if I see that uh, that you're not doing much lately. Uh, I don't like to join organizations that are not current and active uh, on their websites. So as I was mentioning, we we try to do um, a lot of 
uh, things around convention because we all know that um, one of the things that, that I've noticed is that uh, convention is so full of energy and so full of, of enthusiasm and people, you know, are, are always willing to express an interest during convention. Uh, but how do we keep people engaged and motivated around convention in between, you know, every July? So uh, that's communication is, is one of the things, uh, both mass communication and one-to-one -one communication. Um, try to have something that suits every audience. Um, I know that means more work, but uh, once you get things rolling, it, it's, you know, the, 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 the most difficult part is to get a project started. And that's another way to engage members, telling them that you want to have this project started. And, for example, have a newsletter, have uh, a discuss list. It's, 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 a, it's a very, very um, productive way to keep members engaged and have make sure that you have an active discuss list, not, not something that's just dormant. You know, if, 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 if you see, if you're part of the leadership of the organization and you see that there's not much activity going on, um, then, you know, you initiate conversation, share a topic or share an article that you think may stir up some conversation. Another thing that we've been doing at BPI that's also very, very, uh, that our members love is our WhatsApp group. So we have a WhatsApp group that once you become a member of BPI, you get a code and you join the WhatsApp group and it is very active. Trust me. Uh, it's, it's very good because people uh, who join along the year and who don't get the opportunity of going to convention, you know, the email sometimes can be just letters and, and WhatsApp gives you the opportunity of recording voice notes. So that's, that's a huge drive for people because they get to connect on a personal level with others. And then they form bonds and friendships with other people. And, you know, there's always, there's always so much more of a personal touch when you hear someone's voice and their expressions and we had everything on our WhatsApp group. We've had uh, fights, we've had crying, we've had laughing, but most importantly, camaraderie and, and a feeling of family. And I'm not, I'm sure, I'm not sure how it is if I'm getting close or if I'm past my 10 minutes. So, so I, I can talk a lot. So let me know when, when I'm close to my 10 minutes, please. Okay. Uh, well, I, I really do appreciate um, um, what you've said. It's been great. And at the end of all the speakers, we'll let you give a final statement. If there's something else you want to, you know, add, that would be great. Sure. Sure, okay, um, is you. Jeff Tom on the call? Is uh, Jeff Tom on? Artis, excuse yes. me for one second. Can I just clarify something? Sure. Anthony or David, which one of you is streaming today? Uh, Anthony, are I you streaming? I believe David is the one streaming. Okay, yeah, and he's on mute. And I know once before they told me that you have to be you have to be unmuted for it to go through community. Do you know offhand? I think no. You don't have to be unmuted. You only have to be unmuted if you're if you're playing something, an intro or an outro or the disclaimer or something like that. Uh, okay. All right. Then you don't I have to be wanted... unmuted to stream. Okay. Thanks. I just wanted to be certain that we weren't losing it on the ACB radio. Sorry for the interruption, artist. No problem. Thanks, Terry. Uh, um, okay, we'll go ahead and go with um, our next speakers, and it do doesn't look like uh, Jeff is on yet. So, um, uh, Minha, would you like to go next? Min, you should be unmuted. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can. Okay. 
Yes. Great. Thank you. Um, thanks, Artis, for asking me to speak tonight. And uh, I really appreciate the membership committee coming up with these really excellent topics for us to talk about. Um, and for those of you who don't know me, I'm the president of ACB Students, and I've been involved in ACB since I won um, an ACB scholarship back in 2012. Um, that makes me sound so old. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I was thinking really hard about kind of the one thing that I really want to focus on for tonight on how to include everyone. And of course, in ACB students, we focus on students and that generally are young people. But of course, we have non-traditional students as well. Um, but the majority of our members are, you know, people um, going off to college for the first time, 18 to 22-year-olds, and then people in grad school. So young people. Um, and I think traditionally it has been extremely difficult for young people to find a place within ACB. Um, and I believe that's more um, kind of like a generational divide of like a lack of understanding between uh, my generation and um, the older generation. Um, I really liked the description that artists <laughs> wrote for this topic, for this call, because it perfectly captures kind of like my experience and the experience of other young people within ACB where we've kind of been given this attitude that, hey, we, uh, you know, th from older members within ACB, it's like we've been here much longer than you have. We have more experience. So let us do our thing and just sit back and watch and learn. And then eventually it'll be your time to step up to the plate. Um, and, you know, I've actually been told um, also that, you know, ACB students is uh, a failing affiliate um, because we are unable to um, retain members and, you know, participate within the larger organization. Um, and I think that kind of encapsulates um, what students within ACB have gotten in terms of, you know, we want to get involved, but we don't know how, and we haven't been able to find a purchase within the organization because they haven't been given the opportunity to. Um, and I think that's really unfortunate because you want young people and you want the energy that they have and you want to be able to tap into their talents. Um, if you listen to convention every year to the scholarship winners, um, they are so amazing. They have accomplished so much within, you know, their educational, their academic careers and personal careers. They've overcome a lot and they have a lot to contribute to ACP. Um, and I think it's important that everybody tries to tap into those talents and get students involved. Um, and, you know, we, we like to talk a lot about mentoring and for older members to take a student under their wing and mentor them. Um, and I think that really is the key is having this, making this connection with students and making them feel wanted and making them feel important, making them feel that they have something to contribute to a larger cause. Um, and even if it's just one person, you know, it, 
my challenge for everybody in ACB is if you can, if you have the time, you know, if you have a young person that has expressed interest in joining your affiliate and joining your committee, take that person under your wing and check in on them and say like, hey, I see that you are, um, you know, going to school for accounting do you want to sit on our finance committee or a fundraising committee? Uh, I see that you're a good writer. Why don't you sit on our publications committee? Whatever it is, find someone um, and really allow them to um, do what they do best so that they feel like they have, they are a part of this organization. Well, thank you, Min. I really appreciate your comments. And that was exactly what I was looking for, because we need some tips for all of us older folks that are about. <laughs> okay, Linda, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, first of all, uh, ACB Women is a committee, not an affiliate. So our experience is a little bit different from um, everyone else who's presenting this evening. And um, I want to make a couple of comments at 30,000 feet and then sort of zero in a little bit more on our experience. Um, I've always found it intriguing that women are seen as quote unquote a minority group when in actuality women are a very slight majority in the actual population. Although I'm sure that's going to change when we figure out how to count uh, trans and non-binary individuals in the 2030 census when that finally gets here. Um, mm -hmm. We are a week away from um, uh, August 18th, which was the 100th anniversary of the passage of women's suffrage. Um, and that's when uh, primarily um, white women uh, secured the right to vote. And it took to the Voting Rights Act of uh, uh, 1965 to expand that to women of color and, and uh, women um, from immigrant communities. But so we've been, we've been sort of fighting our way into the game for a very long time. I'm going to give you a statistic about women's earnings. Um, and believe me, I will, I will tie this into CCB and ACB. So pay attention. So um, in, um, in 2018, a earn a woman working full time earned eighty one cents to the dollar of uh, what a man earned, and it was far a greater disparity for women of color and immigrants. So it take it took a woman fifteen months to earn what a man earned in a year. So that's an that's an issue that women are still struggling with, um, and. Um, you know, psychologically, there's a burning question. Are women and men actually different from one another as, as a group? Um, and I think that's been a topic for ongoing research for quite a while and will continue. And I tend to fall on the side of nurture, that, that it's, it's your upbringing and your experience that makes you different. And that boys and girls have a lot of similar characteristics and strengths. Now I'm going to bring this down to ACB and CCB and see how it manifests in our organization. The ACB board 
has 11 men and five women. And four men and two women are on the executive committee of that board. The CCP board, on the other hand, which I'm so proud of, has seven men and eight women. Two men and four women are on the executive committee. So we found a way to reach a uh, higher level of parity, at least in this current um, board. And it makes a difference in how we do things. Um, I'm going to talk about a couple of useful stereotypes and and give a little bit of suggestions about how to um, include more women in your um, affiliates and and chapters. Some people still believe that women are less assertive, and that can be, again, because of their upbringing or the experiences they've had in life to not be encouraged to to speak up. And um, my strategy suggestion for that is when you're in a meeting and you're having a discussion, really pay attention to who is speaking up. And kind of look around and see, there's this that quiet woman over there in the corner. Let's see what she has to say about the issue we're discussing. And try over time, you know, kind of naturally, but systematically at the same time, to make sure that everybody gets a chance to speak. Um, some may pass or not have any ideas. But if you ask them often enough, they'll eventually start sharing more and more. Um, I also feel like um, women tend to be more relational than competitive, more in a cooperative vein. So one strategy that I think makes a lot of sense is if you see a woman who seems to have a lot of good qualities and you want to encourage her participation in more activities, invite her to co-chair a committee. So then she doesn't have the full responsibility maybe with another woman who's got more experience or what have you in, in that sort of mentoring role, but to, to, to make room for somebody. And also if you say, Hey, you could try this for a year and see how you like it. It doesn't have to be a lifetime commitment. And um, I have found when I sort of can come up to somebody and sweet talk them that way, they generally say, yeah, and, and uh, end up contributing a great deal. Um, where um, ACB Women is concerned, I just want to say we have our monthly committee call. We are now on uh, the community calls twice a month, and we still have our monthly breast cancer um, support group. So that's, that's the story. Okay. Well, thank you, Linda. Appreciate your uh, comments. Um, is Jeff Tom on the call yet? Okay. Um, well, I'll go ahead and let uh, does Stephen Salas or uh, uh, Greg, either one of you, want to make any comments? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, go so ahead. I'm Stephen Salas. I'm the uh, second vice president for ACB Next Generation, and um, Greg uh, Lindbergh, he's the uh, secretary for ACB Next Generation. And I just want to reiterate a little bit more what Gabriel and Min uh, said earlier about inclusion and tapping into the skills of the younger members. Um, I'll, I'll let Greg uh, talk about what we did in our committee, but one of the things you guys would really um, appreciate is when 
if you guys tap into our skills or to the younger members' skills and find out what they're about and get to know them on a personal level. And that way um, you can find out who they are and what their skills at, what their talents are at to get the younger members engaged in committees. Um, a lot of, I know for this year and uh, last year as well, we got quite a bit of members for Next Generation and they're really excited to be part of Next Generation. And as soon as that, we, we struck when that fire was hot, um, we snatched them up. We um, talked to them on a more personal level, got to hang out with them. And uh, when it came down to that, they, they knew they wanted to get involved. So we, we talked to them, asked them what their talents were, what their skills were. And we found, a, found out a lot of them were really into uh, uh, writing announcements, like a lot of PR stuff, a lot of social stuff. And um, we, we found out what they went to school for. And uh, we started splitting them out into what committees they would be uh, good for. And then we came up with a, after we did that, we came up with a, um, an event that I don't think anyone in ACB has done. I think we're actually the first one who did this, but I'll let Greg talk about that a little bit more. Uh, yeah, sure. And thank you, uh, artists, for inviting us tonight to speak. But uh, yeah, so Stephen and I, so I'm, I'm the secretary of ACB Next Generation, and I'm also the co-chair of our PR committee with Stephen and uh, so we decided to to hold this, uh, we called it a committee showcase event. And this was about a month ago, you know, just a couple of weeks after the convention was over. And so we, you know, we, we sent out, uh, I guess that was afterward, but for the actual event, we basically had a chair of each committee within, you know, the next gen affiliate on there just presenting about what their committee does and the different duties and responsibilities, different projects, you know, examples of things that they've done. And then we allowed, uh, you know, members to, to be on there to ask questions and really get to know, you know, those individuals and their committees and kind of get a feel for next gen, you know, in a broad sense, but also specifically about, you know, each committee and kind of their tasks and whatnot. And so then after that event, we sent out a, a Google form to everybody which was kind of like a survey, if you will, uh, where they could, you know, decide they could uh, put put their contact information obviously in there, and then choose, you know, among the different committees that we have, which ones that they were interested in potentially joining. And we also asked them to write, you know, kind of a brief summary or description of their background, uh, what they've done as far as work history, education anything with local chapters or other, you know, other state or national affiliates that they've been involved with and whatnot. And so that really gave us some really solid information uh, about, you know, who our members are and, and that we can use for a variety of reasons, but specifically to engage those members in our committees. All right. Uh, idea. What's that? Okay. I was just going to say, uh, so then Stephen and I, for our PR committee, we actually, did interviews with uh, the applicants who were interested in joining PR. And as far as we know, that's, you know, a fairly new thing. I don't know if that's necessarily been done much within ACB. And so, you know, that, that really kind of nailed home and, and really cemented those, you know, just really letting us get to know our members on a much more personal level and just having that conversation with them. I mean, that's, uh, you know, a lot of people will join different committees and whatnot, and 
they might be interested and then they drop off, but you don't really know who that person is. You haven't really had that one-on-one conversation with that individual. So being able to do that really allowed us to, you know, find even more uh, specifically individuals that, that could really meet our needs as a PR committee. And so we were really proud of that event and, and really feel like, you know, hopefully we can kind of be trailblazers in that regard to, to engage, you know, other, other, you know, committees and affiliates and to potentially do a similar event. No, that sounds great. Thank you, um, Steve and uh, Greg. Appreciate that. Um, I did uh, call Jeff and he said he would be on, but while we're waiting for him to uh, come on, I'll go back and ask each one of you to say the, th- the one thing that you would think would be most helpful to make people feel included when they join. Okay, you, you want me to yeah, you go, go ahead. in the same order? Okay. Okay. Yes, um, I, I know this may be a little bit of a touchy subject. We're just starting the conversation. Um, within ACB, and we're proud at BPI to be leading the organization, uh, leading the discussion in our organization. But language, inclusive language, is very important. The way we address people, and uh, you know, being kind and respectful. That even though we're all different, we may not all identify equally. So just uh, be mindful and uh, always be open to be educated to more, so that we can always uh, be sure to. We know that sometimes it is not intentional. Uh, sometimes we all make mistakes. I make mistakes as president of BPI, uh, but but always try to uh, use language that includes everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Anthony has his hand raised. Okay. Um, uh, why don't we let the the um, other four speak first, and then uh, we'll go back to Anthony. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, men. Okay. Um, so I think just going back to what I touched on with tapping into the talents of students and young people within your affiliate, you know, if a student joins your affiliate, um, first of all, I hope that if they don't know about ACB students that you would point them in our direction as a resource so that they may become a member of ACB students as well. So that helps us. Um, But I think having that one-on-one conversation, uh, as Greg was saying, uh, I think that that was a really cool thing that ACB Next Generation did, is they had one-on-one conversations with people and kind of really learned about them and giving them that personal touch and that personal connection. Um, And I think with students, we're, you know, we're busy people um, and we need to know that if we're going to join something that our time is going to be valued and um, used productively. So if you know a student in your affiliate and, you know, do you want to mentor them or invite them to join a committee, take some time to get to know them and, um, you know, take them under your wing and become their friend and let them know that they are welcome in the affiliate to get involved. Okay. Um, Linda? Yeah, um, I want to underline uh, what Gabe said about language. I think that's incredibly important uh, in the realm of um, including women as well. I think another thing I'd like to focus on is humor. I think that often there can be 
some carelessness about the kind of humor that gets expressed mm-hmm. in some of our uh, some of our gatherings, and uh, I think it's really important to be sensitive to that. And there's one more thing I want to say: certain affiliates are more traditionally male, like um, bits or the lawyers or the um, the vendors, and um, I think those guys have to try really, really hard not to do, not to just indulge in the old boy network and well, and uh, not welcome women into the group. They have a little bit more of a challenge than some of the others, but, you know, I know some women are busting their way into even those. So. <laughs> okay. Hard uh, being one of them. <laughs> uh, Steve or Greg, and then after you make your comment, well, then we'll let Jeff talk about how to make uh, seniors feel included in everything. Sure. Um, I want to touch a little bit more on the mentoring aspect of things. Um, a good thing is it, instead of saying, uh, you know, sit back, watch and learn, um, have the person go with you and, and do a task with you or do have a project done with that new member or with that new younger member. Um, you know, do the project together and teach them the ropes, show them the ropes and, you know, and just let them know that they are the future. They're, they're going to be the next um, person to run this organization. Um, I know that's what I was, that's what something that I was told when I joined uh, last year, last year was my first convention. And uh, I don't know if some of you may remember, I know Gabriel remembers, but my speech, uh, I told Kim Charleston that I'm going to take her spot as president <laughs> so that i remember yeah <laughs> that was like telling me uh someone did tell me like you're going to be the future of this organization so words of encouragement as well is something that will help retain uh younger members and letting them know that this is a family they're just not a member they are a family member yeah okay um jeff we'll go ahead and let you go forward and talk about uh, some of the things to remember when you have seniors in your group, and particularly if you have seniors in your group that are, you know, getting older and perhaps are having more physical problems, et cetera, um, how can you still make them feel a part of your group and continue to feel part of your group? Go ahead, Well, Jeff. you know, I've been involved in senior activities in different realms, so to speak, um, Partly in my own chapter, partly as uh, a member and now president of AVL, and also in local um, macular degeneration groups. And I think it's important to work with seniors where they are. So some of them are going to be, you know, heavily hooked into the blindness community and you know, with those folks, whether they're women and in point of fact, um, because of the demographic, uh, a large chunk of the senior population is uh, comprised of women. Um, those, But if they're hooked into the blindness community, then you deal with them in that space. Um, but if they're not, and, and really you're hoping to draw those folks in, because we really want to, you know, get those folks involved in our organizations. Then you have to uh, look at where they are. Um, 
it might be that at the outset, they may be most interested in social interactions and not getting involved, say, in a committee or whatever. Um, but you can and you must, I think, continue to check with them to see whether their interests in your organization are changing as you go along because, you know, they may become more and more intrigued and fascinated by what's going on with, uh -huh. you know, advocacy or membership or, or any other, you know, activities that you have. And maybe just planning a social activity would be a good thing for them to do. So really like anybody else, you have to look at them where they are, but um, you have to understand that with seniors, um, they may not be as fully, um, you know, able and desirous of wanting to, you know, integrate right away. And it may take a little more time. So you have to give them that time. Um, I think it's really important, too, that we try and, you know, do some outreach to, you know, minority communities because we've historically been pretty much for the most part limited to uh seniors who are not of color you know as i said women yes absolutely uh but um we need to do a better outreach to communities of color i think okay thank you jeff i know you've been involved for you know all your life long but i know um Obviously, you're speaking more about seniors who have more recently lost uh, their vision because they tend to shy away from the word blind. Uh, what do you think is a more effective way to get them to want to participate in a blindness-related group? I think they often um, are more willing if you say, and this is one of the reasons that we've participated in, in like macular degeneration groups, because they're more comfortable, um, especially at first among, you know, those who have not been involved in the whole blindness community effort. Uh, they're more you know, having a lunch every once in a while and chatting about whatever, you know, their lives or maybe the, the cl senior classes they take or whatever. The whole social milieu really um, is more important to them. And um, sometimes just like having speakers from the community, um, audio description is something that sometimes really uh, can, you know, lure them because they definitely want to see plays like everybody else. So you, you have to sort of look for things that interest them. Um, technology interests them, uh, especially if you give it to them in sort of small doses. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, more and more today's seniors are, you know, coming in with the attitude that they want to learn to use technology, even if they have to relearn it. Okay. Thank you, Jeff. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to open it up to audience members, and Anthony was early on, and I know you kind of wanted to speak after Gabriel did, so we'll let you be first, and then we'll open it up to other people who have questions or comments on the topic. Hey, thank you. 
Um, my comment slash question kind of goes out to all of the speakers, um, more most particularly Gabriel. Uh, community calls are a huge draw for the organization at large. And I know Next Generation and BPI were way ahead of the curve. We were doing community calls before they were community calls, before COVID ever happened. And we learned early on that you know, having a dedicated topic such as audio description, we've done a bunch of them, um, was a real draw and brought all the members, old, young, women, men, you know, however, whatever identification um, in, you know, and had that conversational feeling as, you know, towards the end when it was opened up, people were sharing their experiences and so on and so forth. But just as importantly, having you know, the ones that aren't centered around a topic, like, hey, it's our group, let's all hang out, let's all get to know each other in an informal setting so that nobody felt put on the spot, like, hey, you're a new member, come tell us all about you. That works, it does. But sometimes people are slow to kind of give themselves, give pieces of themselves away to a group. And when you're in an informal hangout setting, it became much easier to really get to know and then all of a sudden, community calls exploded for ACB itself, and all our membership started growing by leaps and bounds just by continuing those calls and telling everyone, you know, we love our allies. You don't have to be LGBTQ. You don't have to be blind. You just have to come with an open mind and an open heart. Uh, and I was wondering if, you know, if the speakers could speak a little on that, because I think it's a really, really important tool for, for our affiliates and or committees. Well, I don't have much to add to what you said, Anthony, because that's um, except that that's that's one of the ways that we've uh, in which we've gained new members because people when we throw out there, like I said earlier, um, and thank you, artists, for the opportunity. Again, uh, when I when we opened up, I said, you know, we throw out a little bit of everything, so we don't just even though we're an LGBTQ organization, we we definitely try to keep uh, LGBTQ topics. <laughs> Uh, in the forefront of what we do, but we do audio description. We partnered up with guide dogs. We partnered up with uh, uh, GDUI. I'm sorry. We partnered up with uh, um, next gen with students and, 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 and offer community calls that are interesting to everyone, to a you know a broad uh, audience. And, and when people come into a BPI event, the first, one of the first things they ask, if it's a new person who's joining us, they they ask, oh, I wasn't sure of joining because I thought you had to be part of the LGBTQ community. And after they learned that we do, we are so much more than a sexual orientation or than blindness, uh, they, they, they feel welcome. And if you have a fun and motivated and a very engaging group, they'll join. And like Anthony said, we also got into the habit of having um, just informal hangouts without, you know, not non-topic specific so that way people can get to know each other on a more personal level and get to be more relaxed and you know encourage them to have you know eat something or drink something while they're they're joining one of our informal hangouts so that they can um so that they can feel more comfortable and they start sharing more and uh making new friendships and feeling part of the organization okay min did you want to add something there um no, I think these community calls have been really great. Um, and we definitely got a few new members on that too. I think having the virtual convention this year, although I think we're all really disappointed mm -hmm. that we couldn't meet in person, it was absolutely incredible to see like the amount of participation that we got in all of our events. Um, you know, like 
at the actual convention, the in-person convention, um, we don't get as many students who participate. But just having that virtual aspect uh, was really good um, because they were able to connect. And I think we're going to do that in the future, just continuing on capitalizing on this kind of energy with um, going virtual. And I think community calls just help people to feel like they have a space. Um, yeah. Yeah, like having space is really important right now, especially one where they feel comfortable and like it's welcoming. Um, so I think that's what like ACB has done a really good job with that. Jeff, how about you? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, clearly the community calls have been great. And, you know, we we came a little later to the party, but we are, we too are um, already have had a few and are having more. But I think it's going to be a challenge, you know, when the the pandemic is over and when things return to whatever kind of new normal there is going to be. Because community calls will drop. They're not going to, they will never go away because people like them so much and they've, you know, they've acquired a connectedness that they never had before. But we're all going to have busier schedules and, we, you know, we're going to be out of the house and doing things and meetings and things like that. So there's going to be, you know, fewer of these calls or just, it just is the way it, it, it probably will be. And both, the both special interest affiliates and state affiliates are going to have to make a real effort to maintain and, and you know and to get these folks into our organization and maintain them as members and that's going to be a challenge um you know we have an opportunity and so we're going to have to navigate our way through it and make sure we take advantage of it okay anyone else on the panel want to talked about. I think it probably was covered pretty well. Um, Shall we go ahead and take another uh, question or comment? Okay. Um, Eugene, if you'd like to unmute yourself. How you doing? I'm Eugene from Clearwater, Florida. I'm a president of local council. And I find the biggest problem is trying to get younger people into the groups. We got 79 members and we've only got four of them that are under the age of 40. Um, wow. And that's the hard thing to get younger people in. And, you know, the ones that are over 40, they don't want to, you know, take the leadership roles or anything. The ones that are under 40, you know, they're they're new to the group and they don't want to step up either. Uh, so how do you go about that? Uh, getting, you know, younger people this, in. This is Min. Um, I just want to respond to that. So for the people, the young people who don't want to, kind of step up because they're probably they probably feel intimidated right they're like they're we're new to the organization um we don't really know much so can you partner them up with somebody who is a little bit more experienced in your chapter um and have them kind of show these new people the ropes like invite them to sit on a committee where you know they're not really in charge of anything but they're still able to contribute and um, you know, participate and learn. Yeah, what, what I want to try to do is, uh, you know, get one of them to team up with me to, you know, to see what the president's job is and what he does. And then once they get where they're organized and they know what's there, move them on to another spot. Alexa. Uh, 
so they can Turn decide on whether ACB radio community. So they can decide whether they want to uh, be a part of, you know, either the president or the vice president Open or do community. the secretary's job, you know? Yeah. Yes. And that, that goes to leadership training because um, right. you want to train the next generation of leaders. And I think that's a great idea to kind of um, get these people in and say, like, why don't you be on now this call your, with me and see what the president does, what the VP for, does. For your students group, what is the age that, uh, that you start taking them in at? Um, we have, I think, starting as young as 16. Because we, we did, uh, with our new bylaws, we started a junior group. 16 and 17-year-olds can join with the consent of their parents mm-hmm. and attend the meetings. And uh, well, once you get a group of 10 of them, they elect one person to be a representative for their group. Um, so we started that. So That's great. Okay. That's great. Thank you. Artists. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, this is Terry. Can I just, if, if you don't mind, could I add a couple of quick comments in here too? I've sure, had my go hand right up ahead. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I've had my hand up. Um, first of all, to Min, I'd love to say, back in the day, I worked uh, with what back then was National Alliance of Blind Students. Yeah. Um, ACB students for seven years, and we had some very good work going on with mentoring and some good things that happened and then some things that did, that went wrong. Yeah. Uh, but if I could ever be of any help to you in a couple of thoughts along those lines, please get in touch with me. I'd be more Thank than happy you. to talk to you about it because we had some great mentors back in the late 90s, early 2000s, that type period, mm-hmm. with some wonderful people that were doing some very good mentoring uh, and very good bringing, bringing a lot of the students into the organization. An awful lot of former ACB students are in the leadership roles of ACB today. Yes. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's, and have been in the past. That's number one. Number two, on a couple of these different subjects, or different topics that people have brought up. I think the other thing that's very important is look when you are looking to get new members in or looking to get people involved, the most important thing that you can do, I firmly believe, is to look at what their interests are. You know, if you've got people, as an example, if you've got people in their 25, 20s and 30s and early 40s or what have you, that have young kids, they're much more interested in, in finding ways to get their kids to an amusement park than they are in going into your local state house to testify. And those are, and, yeah. you know, and, get, and, that's, and that's very helpful, especially with state affiliates, but it can also work quite well in special interest affiliates. Look at what your people want, not what you think they should need. Those are yeah. just <laughs> quick comments. And, and, you know, it, it, it works. It works when you do it that way. And with that, I am going to tell you that um, them, 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 I took Eugene. Person ending with 155 and the phone number is next. Hi, this is Melody Holloway, Columbus, Ohio. I wanted to thank the speakers. I am a complete 100% supporter of BPI and ACB Women. I, um, my family is pretty homophobic, and they make sure I know. Um, I didn't know to the degree before I came out. I would love to be a member of BPI. I just can't afford to. Um, 
I have also been oppressed both because I am probably female, because I, I mean, that, that came out wrong, because I am female, because I am blind, and I also have four psychiatric diagnoses and several annoying medical conditions, and those things are just holding me back unbelievably. I would love to participate in some of the BPI hangouts and community calls. We would love to have you, Melody. Um, Melody, if, if I could uh, yeah. offer to donate your membership fee for this year, please reach out to membership at blindlgbtpride.org and uh, we'll get you in. Thank you so much. That really touches my heart. Thank you. You're welcome. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, do we have any other hands up, um, Terry? We, we don't have any, which gives you about four minutes of time okay. for you would, to fill in. Would any of you like to make any final comments before we close the show? Or close the call? Whatever. <laughs> well, if I can just step up. We're, we're um, relaunching ACB Voices, the blog, on September 1st. So if any of the affiliates that spoke tonight wants to submit um, some of what they talked about in an article form, and possibly gain some um, new membership or some of your members that aren't as vocal see it and want to participate more, please submit it to acbvoices.org. Great. Thank you. Any other final comments? Sure. This is, uh, Steven Sala. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you go uh, ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to, if anybody's interested to join ACB Next Generation, um, send us a message or an email at acbnextgen at gmail.com that's a-c-b-n-e-x-t-g-e-n at gmail.com and you can also find us at facebook uh just search up acb next generation great thank you and, and uh, this is jeff and if, any, if anybody is interested in joining aavl they can go on to our website at aavl-blind-seniors.org that's aavl-blind-seniors.org and they can fill out our uh, dues form and send it in to our treasurer. And pretty soon we'll have PayPal. That's coming up very soon, too. Great. Super. Min, were you going to say uh, something before uh, I plug in? <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. And, uh, I was also putting in a plug. Um, if you, know, you want to join ACB students, um, you can reach out to me, president at acbstudents.org, or if you just want to talk more. About how to get young people involved. I'm always happy to talk to you. Um, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and our website is just at um, ACB Students and then acbstudents.org. Great. And, um, Thank you. B BPI, uh, like Anthony said, membership at blindlgbtpride.org. Uh, we're also on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and our website is blindlgbtpride.org. And my phone number is there. If you click on that, you'll reach me directly and I'll be happy to help you out. And I know that ACB Women is having a, a group. It's, is it every other week, uh, Linda? Yeah. Um, thank you, Artis. Um, we have our community call on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month, uh, beginning at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific. And we're trying to formula where one call we have a guided conversation and one call we have a wide open conversation and so we're trying that out this month um we're going to have a call next week on the 26th about best friends <laughs> nice uh -huh. 
Great, great. So any anyone with a last minute uh, comment? Well, I appreciate all of you for being willing to speak up and speak out and let us know your thoughts because obviously we're all interested in including everyone that's wants to be part of ACB. And thank you again for all participating. Thank you, and artists. Have a great thank you Thanks, thank artists. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you, Terry. Oh, you're more than welcome. And the streamer. Thank you. 